Is the universe really infinite? <clears throat> Probably not. Maybe. If it if it is, I feel like that's like I mean, why wouldn't it be? Well, that's the thing. Yeah. The beings I love are creatures. They were born by chance. My meeting with them was also by chance. They will die. What they think, do, and say is limited. It is a mixture of good and evil. I have to know this for myself and not love them. Yeah. In the moment. Do that. Yeah. Dang. All right. All right. Um I took a bunch of notes on this, but I don't know if I'll like really well we'll see. Yeah. I didn't like flag actually I did star one one part. Maybe that'll be easy to go to. It's so hard to pull quotes out of stuff. Mm-hmm. If you don't. I guess if you don't do it. It's like have everything on the go Word doc. Yeah. We're not really like Word doc guys, though. We aren't. Yeah. No. We don't work in docs very much. No, like not at all. Yeah, I think that's probably on purpose. I mean, I just so much of life is is relegated to word docs that I feel like we've we've made a maybe not a conscious effort, but a unconscious something, decision some, yeah. to not something pushes us away from. Yeah, <laughs> like. Yeah. Searching through computers while we're yeah chatting with you. We other. tried to do it the first episode. Mm-hmm. I put together like a like a structure for my what I was going to talk about. You know what the first episode was on to? <laughs> was it was it Kuyana? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there a white whale? <laughs> oh <laughs> so man. Yeah. We're probably being like affected. Yeah, we're definitely being affected by some kind of phantasms. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just not the right not the right epoch. Yeah. Or yeah. like mode. Yeah. Not the right mode. Yeah, the right mode is a is a um paywalled uh Vimeo documentary <laughs> series. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, Eros, Eros Unchained. Unchained. Yeah. Yeah. Go ch- go check out Eros Unchained. Yeah, drop us drop us a link to the screen capture that you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I definitely think that it probably is worth checking out, even though I'm like laughing about it. that. That thing yeah. that we watched was like, it was a little, it felt a little Adam Courtesy. 
Yeah. But it was... It was we impressive for, yeah. for like an amateur Yeah, for two guys just like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how is, how is your week going? My week? How yeah. is my week going? I don't know. I feel like, I feel like pretty like emotionally plugged up. Yeah. I feel you. Um, but I feel honestly this week's been really nice since the weather's been good. Yeah. Um, you know, I like got out biking and things like that mm. in a way that like, I think in a, in a similar twist to like last year. Yeah. I don't feel like. And eh, maybe I feel a little like depressed, but it's not like in the same way as like last year. It felt like yeah, like I feel like I'm f- doing fine, but like something's just like not happening as it should. Yeah, we're in maybe a little bit of a fallow season. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about how. Um, it's been basically a year since we recorded our Valentine's Day episode. Yeah. And how um we tried to we tried to record that episode like several times because we were like we couldn't figure out that it was like it was like messing us up to be like single guys mm-hmm. trying to record like a <laughs> Valentine's Day episode. Yeah. Not like and not like single and like loving it, you know. Mhm. Yeah, but like not ad- like it was like not addressing that. Yeah, exactly. We were like dancing around it. <laughs> Just a couple of guys talk about arrows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. I mean, I was I was looking back at a few episodes and like the timeline like f- like freaked me out. Did it? just like in the way where i was like oh my god like this will be like two years in may yeah this is crazy <laughs> like that yeah. i was like didn't we haven't didn't released be. a lot of episodes in the last year yeah that's i feel like that's the main reason that, yeah like you like look at like the instagram page of like the, yeah. the covers yeah and i was like oh my god like you look look at that that's like <laughs> yeah a year and a half ago time is really crazy dude like I don't know. I think life moves in seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it, it like moves in cycles, you know, like, oh, absolutely. like you can, you can feel when a cycle is beginning and, and, and ending. I mean, actually, no, sometimes you don't know when a cycle is ending. Like, I think that's the hard thing. Yeah. It's like hard to know. Like, it's like it's like the famous like Kulianu like historical break mm-hmm. of like you know um of like you don't once once history has changed once the like interpretation of history has changed you can't like go that's back it. to the last one that's how it always was yeah yeah exactly and that's how it is like in an individual life as well mm-hmm. to some extent um Although I think, I think we're more connected than we, when, than we realize, like, like around the pandemic, like 
I think like everyone I know had like a doldrums period of their life and like some kind of cycle came to a close. Yeah. And also yeah. just like everybody's, ex- I think everybody's experience of time. I can safely yeah. say that. Yes. Was like jumbled in a way that like. Is like irreversible. Yeah. Yeah. Like and, and still kind of, you know, on a, on a, on a larger cycle note. Yeah. Um, I do think that we are currently in in the process of like we're we're not at unfolding the end. Yeah, yeah we're we're at you know in the middle of yeah i mean and i think that I yeah think that like there that, are that many that, different cycles that go through our life and then at different like sizes you know definitely yes <laughs> i think that definitely. there's like a larger cycle like that's playing like out. cosmic spheres like layered on top of one another. yeah 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 i totally agree i, I think yeah i mean <clears throat> I think that that's why like astrology is useful. Yeah. Cause it's basically just that definitely kind of charting that out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree that like the, the, like the, like ludibrium, the, the cosmic riddle that was set for us during like 2020 or whatever it is like still, still unfolding and its consequences. Mm-hmm. And we, we, I think there was like a, a few years where we were like, yeah, we're out of it. Like, yeah, like this, we're, we're back baby. Yeah. And like, I think that's true to some, to some extent, like I've definitely found a level of like freedom and, and self, um, I don't want to say self knowledge cause it's not even about self, but just, uh, ground grounding in, you know, reality in God what in love whatever you want to call it yeah but that doesn't mean that the it doesn't mean that the you know that everything is clear um in my life or in like in a like historical sense (laughs) yeah yeah no certainly yeah yeah a lot feels unclear right now i guess Mm -hmm. for me I was like reflecting on the episode we recorded that I guess may or may not be like included with this where I don't know. I feel like I really didn't have anything to say and you, you kind of came and and proposed this, um, this theme of, of craft and like a desire to, um, participate more in these repetitive, sort of non-personal but broadly humanist kind of like yeah like craft activities yeah and um that i think it really caught me off guard um because i was like when we were recording i was like really coming off of a week where i was like working really hard in my job and i think i was like feeling like oh man like i don't want to i don't like want to admit that i'm feeling alienated right now because that would make like what i'm doing like meaningless Mm. and um i think like partly recording that episode and then like having another week of work after that was like i had like a come to moment of like oh damn like i am like mad alienated again right now and uh i don't I had this like thought come up in the last week that was just kind of like, 
kind of like where there is no space, there is no wisdom. Like mm. it's like like wisdom and truth. They need they need like breathing room. Yeah. And if you're like closed, if you're like hemmed in by like activity and like um, pressure, um, it's so you just don't have access to truth really. And that I think like I, that freaks me out. Cause sometimes I'm like, Oh, is it like a personal thing? Like, am I like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like blocked out yeah. from truth. <laughs> yeah. And it's just not, but that doesn't make it easier. Um, but yeah, I think I've been, I've been feeling like again, once again, frustrated by, you know, cause we have all these kind of dope influences in our lives. Like, whatever like again i'll say it again like the the contain like free time you know leisure mm-hmm. series and i feel like it's not just that i've seen like leisure and specifically like um what what's the word that leisure is related to like uh, is it like um off the top of my head i do not know it's something it's something related to being being a scholar some kind of like oh. um those words are related in some way like interesting yeah um and i feel like i have like all these things pointing to like that being like the true kind of like the true way of like finding rooting in like love in in your creative practices and like finding access to your true self but then it's also like how do i like balance that with like being like this like freaking like how do i like make money dude and yeah. like <laughs> and, like do anything yeah like no, it's just like hard and so i don't know i'm 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 searching for the balance and i'm i'm trying to trust god you know that like the process is meaningful um that the balance it, it it reveals itself in time but it's it's like yeah it's frustrating it is i mean that's like the i mean on that episode that may or may not be used yeah <laughs> um yeah uh i think that like i was having this like real like moment where i was like i have no like outlet and like i i was just like feeling like this real like internal like pointing towards like you need to be like drawing again yeah like something like that and it was like yeah you've you've had enough time off from that like Mm -hmm. time to time to do that again and i think that um i had this like realization that like other than like the show that we had here i was just like i was just like i don't like do anything with it and i was like maybe i should just like see what happens if i just like draw a lot yeah and like that's like no like pressure to like do anything with it but i feel like there's i had this like anti pressure if that makes it like this like (laughs) like this avoidance of the pressure that i imagine would happen if i was trying to like say get someone to like show my art or like do things like that yep so like by just avoiding it in general 
yeah <laughs> you know yep something like that um but i like i don't know i go back to the to the uh magician tarot card uh as it's ex- expressed in in meditations on the tarot yeah they talk about the magician being like um, concentration without effort mm-hmm. and that's kind of like like all the that's like how you can actually affect your reality is yeah. to like get into the state of like concentration without effort yeah because all the effort is like you being pulled along or like fighting against like forces to try to make like what's it's it's ego and control basically yeah yeah like and I think that there's a ton of value to that. Thomas Merton talks about that as recollection, I think, mm. in in one of... we. I think we've discussed this before. Yeah. But it's... Yeah, it's it's exactly that state of like... Of like... Um, reverence without like grasping. Um, and it's like... I don't know. I've been like... I've been like in this situation as a, as like a a teacher too and I think I was struggling to talk talk about this last week too but I feel like um you know like Simone Veil has like a thing in Waiting for God where she talks about like basically like the values of classical education mm-hmm. and just like just like learning something by heart yeah repetition which is like something that's like really discouraged nowadays it's like so far away Every, everyone is always emphasizing like metacognitive stuff mm. even at the level that i'm teaching at with this which is sixth grade so like that's kids strange, like yeah. becoming aware of like how they're like perceiving something or like doing <laughs> something and i'm kind of just like no like let 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 people just like encounter something and then like let like the wonder blossom like yeah you know let i mean i think the the phrase like learning by heart says a lot you know like Mm -hmm. it's like if you learn something by heart it means that you've like repeated it and like that has somehow penetrated to the level of like yeah the heart it's not in your brain yeah (laughs) it's yeah it's it's beyond like logic or yeah yeah and that's like that you know benjaminian like storyteller vibe that we've like talked about so many times too where it's like the story isn't personal like the story is a repetition of like human variations on a human theme that kind of like circles around this like you know this like he calls it like counsel right like that like almost like um lending an ear to like lending an ear to like mm-hmm. you know the your fellow human and uh that's what i'm missing in my life right now it's like i feel like i do all this stuff with so much effort in my job and like none of it very seldom is it like is it like really like oriented towards this aim of like giving counsel or like lending an ear yeah and that's so weird being a teacher and not like yeah. being like that being like your main objective you know exactly it's like oh no we got to get this content and these skills across yeah it's like 
For what? Yeah. For what though? <laughs> content. Yeah. Because they're gonna become content creators. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm just. I'm just frustrated. I'm just frustrated right now. I don't know what the next. I don't know what the next, you know, move is, but that's okay. Definitely. Yeah. That's yeah. okay. I feel like that's the, it's, it's so hard. Cause I don't just want to be like, you can't, you can't just be like, no, like there's no, like, don't worry about the next move. Yeah. You know, but it's like how to, how to, how to, how to both care about the next move in a way that's like not yeah this like uh effort this like yeah well and 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 to accept that you know i mean like i was listening to this i listened to that that franciscan friars of the renewal podcast uh poco a poco oh yeah which means little by little um uh and they're they're super dope um but they were talking about the um, the theological virtue of hope or the supernatural virtue of hope, mm-hmm. which is like, it's a type of hope that is like s- so strong that it is like inconceivable to, to hu- the human sense of hope. You know what mm. I mean? So it's not just hoping that there is a solution or something. It's yeah. like, it's like, you know, a type of hope that is like a belief that the Holy spirit can like reveal, you know, and it reminds me of like, the utopian um, impulse in a lot yeah. of ways, you know, and I do think that I've come to rely on that, um, but it's hard to rely on it in moments where things feel like they're not giving you any play. <laughs> no, I mean, for sure. Yeah. I mean, everything's, everything is, is currently, um, doesn't it just feel like our, our sorry to interrupt no, you, no, no. but doesn't it just feel like even like in our friend group, things are just like, they're just like a little bit blocked off. Yeah. 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 I mean, things certainly aren't as yeah free, f- free flowing. Yeah. Yeah. I believe <laughs> <laughs> boys trip vibe is festering. Yeah. Well, that's, as Jack that's a, that's said, a quote, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> Jack, Jack pronounced the. He he gave the death sentence to the boys trip vibe, <laughs> <laughs> which is fair, you know. Absolutely. Well, I think he's a perceptive guy, Jack. Yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah. Absolutely. Whether we like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that's. I mean, it's still kind of on like what I was thinking about. Yeah. Where like everything seems right now to be conspiring against. Uh, both hope and and doing things without effort. Yes, I think that and communion. I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as we're talking here, like you're thinking about like teaching, and you're like, what would what would moving away from that mean? And you you can follow these like logical like the anxiety, you know, of what you know your brain will craft these future scenarios yeah. that'll end, you know, with you homeless and, yeah. you, know, you know, just like <laughs> followed my dreams, like, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, 
you know, uh, on larger scales, it's like we see, you know, uh, like hope is just like being like absolutely like crushed geopolitically. Yeah. Um, the idea of like people being free, being able to come together to do like collectively anything good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, increasingly, yeah, like in America, which is like any kind of like yeah political movements, and you know, in in Gaza, certainly, um, and we're just like being inundated by those images, and to me, that's like a, it's one of those things where it's like it seems like, um, it seems like a a point at which like there's absolute like hopelessness yeah but like i personally don't think that that would be coming up like i think that the points that are more hopeless are the points that are like more still yeah it's like no definitely (laughs) like it's the status quo and like nothing's happening no i mean i'm great like on my back you know put put me against the wall (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like give me like a rocky theme yeah you know like that's fine yeah but like yeah i and i i just like I just want to put that out there that I personally have yeah. like a, an optimistic view. Like if people didn't care, we wouldn't be flooded with this, with this, uh, oppositional yeah. force that's like trying to drain the hope out of us. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I also am an optimist in that regard. And like, I, um, I think that it behooves us to, continually search for those things that make us feel alive and to not to not like ignore that impulse you know Mm -hmm. like i think that's what is the danger is if we like if we stop if we stop searching for our own humanity like as you put it on the sam episode you know you talked about how we're generations away from from human dignity (laughs) (laughs) at the time i was kind of like all right but like actually i think i you know i mean it, it whatever it i like hear you i hear you mm-hmm. it's like that's that is kind of our um i feel like that is our horizon of activity you know yeah and i'm i'm happy to have an orientation like where we know that that's what we want to do but like i think in my daily life it doesn't necessarily mean that i'm like doing like succeeding at that yeah you it's know? like it's not necessarily like yeah, <laughs> manifesting in the everyday life yeah. like yeah i think maybe you know that's probably the the thing that's like getting at us the most block, mm-hmm. blocked yeah and it's like how do you shift into like a world where you're like you know like yeah like bringing bringing what what is hoped for into into reality from the future you know yeah. like and and that you know in in my mind i feel like the the anxieties and the things that like tell me to like not do that you know the the demons yeah always get <laughs> some like like this is just like some new age bullshit. Yeah, they're always they're always like saying like, yeah, like don't a new man isn't possible. Bro, get a like job, you kidding bro. me? Yeah, 
Yeah. Get a, get another job. Yeah. You got literally <laughs> how many hours a week are you not working? <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. I mean, it's like, well, in, with the teaching stuff, I will say that like part of why I wanted to do it is because in some ways I have experienced that, that communal, I base I've experienced the possibility of teaching as an expression of, of love, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that, um, there, there's just, you know, whatever. There's a lot of professional institutional like reasons why, um, it's difficult to like, and, and of course there's like ethical, you know, <laughs> whatever, uh, you know what I mean though? You know, it's like, um, I've experienced, uh, I've experienced that as a setting where, uh, a certain like human element can be, can be, um, pursued by, by a group of people, by a mm-hmm. group of, you know, people. And, uh, but like, you know, whatever, maybe Ivan Ilyich was right that schools are just, <laughs> I don't know. I think he's, I don't really like, I think he's kind of goofy, but at least that book, he's like, he's like, learning is good, but teaching is bad. It's like, okay. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those, it's one of those things that definitely could be like lifted up and like taken the wrong way. Well, it has been. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's the thing is if you read him now, it's like, it's basically just like, oh yeah, this is like, this is like the reasoning behind like charter schools. (laughs) Literally. <laughs> like decimating like our like literacy rates yeah <laughs> um yeah no <laughs> yeah oh my god i yes. guess that's that's sort of leading us field but we should we should start a charter school i, w- I was <laughs> we should yeah I was, I was like i drove past this place yeah it was a charter school and i was just like i was like who like who got the money together like they went and got like investors for like this for this charter school that like looks like shit yeah (laughs) like it's like i'm just like is there really like no one who like (laughs) it's like yeah i'm sure there are good charter schools of course but not you know i don't i don't support them really because my mother was a public school teacher. Yeah. So I, on, on. How about Waldorf schools? <laughs> are those charter schools? Or are, no. Yeah. They're, they're just independent schools. Yeah. Um, yeah. Charter is particularly pernicious because of the whole like diverting public funding. Yeah, exactly. That's, no, like I would send my kid to a Waldorf school. Yeah. I think, um, like, I'd be down with that just because I like even 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 though I like look at the the golden beetle the curriculum yeah <laughs> S- study the golden beetle as X said yeah you know yeah <laughs> um, R I P X um but like I look at it and I'm just like oh my god fucking you you're know se- like seventh seventh rainbows yeah, seventh, yeah. seventh grade class needs to look needs to be like cyan yeah you know it's like 
I'm one of the like, God damn it. But I'm like, also, I do think that it would be good for a kid to <laughs> like go through yeah. that kind of like. Well, that's the that's the duality of Rudolf Steiner. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it's anthroposophy. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you know what? Would have probably been dope. I I before I before I deleted the Instagram app and to hold myself to account, I have been going on an Instagram on the uh, on the the website. Yeah. You know, like using using a yeah using safari which mm-hmm. is that's so bleak it is bleak <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like let me just function let me just log in here quick yeah. and you're like yeah <laughs> it's like doesn't it's like half the features don't work yeah using a using a platform where like half the features don't work is like so like you're just like what am i doing yeah here? <laughs> but ang and i were looking at at a video and it was just like tell me your kids are waldorf kids without mm. saying they're waldorf kids yeah and it was like it was like a it was like four like seven-year-olds wearing like felted wool hats <laughs> <laughs> like varying colors and they were like all crouched around something and it was like a parent like walking up to like look at it and yeah. they're all just like they're all just they have like spades and they're all just like moving like like mud from like one bucket to another <laughs> they're just like they're just like experiencing the like change in substance literally yeah. it was like literally like them putting like dirt into just like a mud bucket yeah <laughs> they're on some like medieval peasant shit yeah <laughs> yeah um i don't know i mean it's like anti-technology which is honestly really sick yeah they don't use like any no it's like fun it's like funny to laugh about but it is like yeah yeah, i would like my kids to like just play with like wood blocks yeah like (laughs) my kid doesn't need an ipad yeah and then when they're like a certain age whatever like maybe they can type a few things but yeah yeah (laughs) maybe they get a typewriter (laughs) (laughs) maybe the printing press becomes available (laughs) to my child i'm gonna i'm gonna teach my kids cursive definitely yeah yeah um do you write in cursive no i used to up to up till like a i think up until like high school almost i wrote in cursive they taught us cursive when yeah yeah i mean i was taught cursive too yeah i feel like it just it fucked me up though because i have like (laughs) i i have this weird thing where like you know my drawings are like really like still and like like yeah like very but like my fine motor skills when like writing were just like yeah my entire life they were like you gotta work on your small motor skills yeah like because my handwriting is so bad interesting um but then they introduced cursive so my handwriting like has that kind of like half cursive yep lilt to it a lot of people do that makes it really hard to read yeah that's dope yeah yeah i st- one thing i still do uh when i like sign my name is i put like a little curly q on top of the n mm-hmm. like i'm starting a cursive n mm-hmm. that's real it's nice old timey yeah. yeah i mean that's it's a great conversation yeah we're <laughs> we're pretty far from where we i i rock with it <laughs> you yeah. need a little bit of light you know yeah <laughs> a little light banter yeah for sure Bobby Smith. He's gonna be four years 
happened to be with Brian and me when we wrote this song. It was about new life and new spirit, new feelings. We asked Bobby, Bobby, what, what, what should we call this song? And he said, oh, that's pretty. That, that's my song. And that was very appropriate that a song for new life should be about Bobby. This is a song for Bobby Smith. Can't you feel it? 
Yeah, well, we, you were, you brought up the Russian cosmism stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jack was talking about it when we went to his cabin. Yeah. In the sauna. <clears throat> and he doesn't, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. He, he want, he's, he's planning on, on writing a book about it. Okay. So we got to hold him to that. Yeah. Sci-fi book. Yes. As it's a good idea, but yeah. I, I told you about it. we shouldn't dox it because you know for sure. Yeah. It's his idea. Yeah. But uh, we might not even want to mention it. Yeah. We might have to edit that. Edit out. that out. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, he was he just like brought it up. I honestly don't remember why. I feel like I like came into the sauna and like Aang had like asked something, but he was talking about like uh, Fyodorov. Yeah. And his like belief that like every like it's it's the uh it's the duty of of the people living in the cities to like basically the only reason cities exist is to like like create like a cultural and technological like milieu that will like get us to the point that we can like bring everybody back from the dead yes like cure all disease yeah and he just like kept going like logically just like if we cure all the disease you know and everyone gets to be immortal then like but we have to go one step further and bring everybody else back because they were, yeah. they, they, you know, they were the backs on which we built all of this. Yeah. You know, are we truly a socialist it's, it's, world? It's like, know? I mean, it's like, it's like literally literalizing like the communion of saints or something like yeah. in, in like the religious sense of like yeah. every, every soul that's been alive is like with us. Uh, super dope. It is. Yeah. It's really super Cra- out crazy. there it's it is very out there yeah and like you you sent a funny text to me that i think was yeah, should pretty, I pull, should pretty I pull, apropos should i pull that up yeah the uh the like what it's like to be a man in in like 1890 yeah yeah <clears throat> i read this it was basically like uh like a manifesto it was like a list of our beliefs or whatever yeah but the the third one they're really big into immortality. Uh, the third one is at a time when religion has finally become obsolete, when a religious and mystical solution to the question of immortality can no longer be offered as real bread, and death's stronghold has been shaken biologically. Man, mankind has at last come close to solving the realization of individual immortality as the immortality of the individual in the fullness of its physical and spiritual powers, which is hilarious because like... 1890 <laughs> like i was like <laughs> i basically <laughs> thought it's like this guy watched like the life expectancy rise like 20 years yeah. in his life and it's just like well that's it like we're <laughs> i'm immortal yeah like yeah. like death's death's shaking yeah <laughs> like like it's stronghold we're about to bust through those doors um hilarious it's crazy to read stuff from like then or even early 20th century like the AA big book has this like crazy chapter called we agnostics, which is all about like trying to get like the rational agnostic to like admit that there could be like a, you know, a God. Yeah. And, and it's like, has this whole bit about like human client, humankind has been uh, like, has been like forcing nature to disclose her secrets. And soon enough we will have like you know every every like thing yeah it's just like there's this like absolute confidence that yeah you know we 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 would have mastered everything Mm -hmm. um it's pretty amazing but 
Yeah. Um, well, yeah, you were talking to Jack about it and then I, so I like, I like studied a little bit of Russian cosmism stuff when I was younger, when I was like in Russian studies, but I think I always sort of misunderstood. I think I misunderstood a lot of about it because yeah. I always, back then I didn't really know what the cosmos was in like a philosophical sense. Mm-hmm. So I always thought that it only had to do with like going to space, right? which incidentally, like sometimes it sort of does, Yeah, but like the cosmos, like the, the basically like influence of like Russian Orthodox theology on a lot of cosmism is like really, I think really important and I can only see that now and it's probably less so in like that, but definitely in someone like, um, Vladimir Solovyov. Yeah. Um, it's like, he was like, I was just reading about him that he was actually one of the main influences on Sergei Bulgakov who really, yeah. Who was like considered to be like the greatest, basically like Christologist Mm. of the 20th century in like Russian Orthodox theology. And, the, they they're explicitly christological in their search for you know a lot of like n- more i don't want to say new age because as you and i were talking about like yeah. the term new age was not around then yeah but i just mean it in the sense of like a new you know s- yeah. some kind of philosophy talking about like a new type of human era or something yeah. right like yeah. kind of like making the kingdom real new cycle yeah new cycle um like he uh it's like expl- he, he talks about christ as like the new you know people talk about christ as like the second adam mm-hmm. like the it's like this this revision of what it means to be human that like you know has been accomplished already but is like still you know like it's like weird because it's like yeah okay it was accomplished but also, like, clearly, like, we're not, like, yeah. really, like, we're not, living we're like not that. Yeah. yeah, and, like, so that's kind of, like, the horizon of, like, change that Solovyov, at least, like, uses. And uh, in, uh, there's also, like, this kind of, like, weird, maybe heretical, like, sophiological dimension to it in the sense of, like, so, you know, the wisdom of the universe, like the divine Sophia. And uh, I was reading this article that was like talking about um, the the Trinity. And have you ever heard of like the Trinity as like three like hypostases? It's mm. like the idea of Christ is like this. He's this hypo- hypostatic union of like the the human um the human nature and and like the divine nature mm. in like one person okay and so it's like it hypostasy is like um it's like when you take like an essence and you and it becomes like a thing mm-hmm. um so he's he's talking about that um but like i guess this was shared by like Solovyov and Bulgakov um alike that like basically for them Christ the son being a hypostasy of God the father which is like this 
in in orthodox theology is almost like this unknowable almost not negative but like you know it's like certainly like very like closer to the ancient jewish like divine essence that's like we can't like picture it you can't like you know really um it doesn't have just one so for that to have like a hypostasy in christ it has to have some sort of like um it has to have some sort of like specific form to it or else it's just like an empty you know Mm -hmm. like thing and they say that like the form the form the, the the hypostatic form that christ takes is like this like orientation of love towards sophia mm. this like revelation of like the ultimate truth of the universe being in like love yeah um and i don't know it just got me like really fired up yeah. <laughs> uh like and and then like you you sent me this book the meaning of love by solovyov um which I assume Jack recommended. Yeah, Jack recommended. Yeah, it. <laughs> and you you pointed out that it had like, it was like published by Steiner Books. Yeah, and then it has the introduction by Owen Barfield, who yeah. you've you've been reading. Yeah, right? I read. Well, I a little I, bit. I started reading. Yeah, uh, one of his books that I like to finish. I I uh, I really want to read his his book. The uh, romanticism comes of age yeah that one seems really interesting that's the one that's one that i was looking at too um, looks really cool and i don't know it's like very interesting it's really funny how like all these you like you get into like one weird guy and then like you'll see a book and it's just like oh yeah all these other weird guys that i know yeah we're like rocking with each other <laughs> like, exactly <laughs> that's that's that was like the moment i was having with this though because it's like I knew that there was a reason why, why I liked like Berdyaev, you know, like mm-hmm. this other like philosopher who became like an orthodox, you know, theologian. It's like they have this like they have this like really like beautiful uh this like beautiful understanding that like we I feel like it's like something that I see missing in like certain, you know, <laughs> whatever, mm-hmm. uh, forms of religion that I, that I participate in. It's like this like true belief in like becoming like the new humanity. Yeah. And a lot of times when you see like a new man, you see like in the 20th century, it's like <laughs> in like fascist movements. Right. Yeah. yeah. But like, I, I think that if you believe in that and you believe in that specifically as like, the form of um of love right yeah like the, i that's super fire yeah you know well it's also like um the thing the thing with with like the 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 cosmos that like really yeah like i was having like these like brain blasts reading the just like the introduction to the book yeah by boris groys um but he's, you know, he's talking about, like, they're, basically, they, like, they want everything to, they want everyone to come back and, like, enjoy, like, the world of, like, creation and, like, the entire universe. Yes. And so, basically, and, and with the, the cosmos versus chaos, you know, this mm-hmm. kind of, like, 
Apollonian versus Dionysian sure. kind of relation. Yeah. They were like, we need to like, we need to like, you know, gain control of like the entire universe. Yeah. In this like really crazy, like we have to understand the entire universe. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about like every, every single planet having like a human population. on. Well, it. that that's the thing is like they're, they're dope because they're like, they're kind of like transhumanists, but they're, they believe in like this, the uh, specifically important nature of human consciousness. That's, yeah, right? that's, yeah, that's like what I'm, yeah. what, what I'm getting to is like that. I was like reading this and being like, so these guys, it's, I was, I, in my mind, I was, I was kind of thinking that cosmism, there's like a cosmism, like Gnosticism duality somewhere that's for going sure. to be like important for sure as like AI becomes more, yeah, uh, more of a thing and like the transhumanists really pop off on yeah. like a, on like in a general public sense. Because mm. I think that, you know, it has, it's just like weirdo, like Elon Musk types, yep. you know, but I think in, it's going to become a more general population like yeah. question. Um and their relation to matter is like it was like oh like that's very interesting because they are like transhumanists but they it's like they've taken the idea of like control of matter to its log- logical conclusion um and like it's like okay so if the human population is spread out over the entire universe they're talking like the entire universe yeah. ev- all of creation like then what the cosmos yeah yeah it's like then you know it's like the only way to do that is like through you know this like striving towards like love and this like love of humanity yeah in a way that's well, like that not... that that's exactly what i mean and like when i talk about christ being it being it being christological it's not just because i'm a christian it's because like in in that form in that religious form uh, christ is the hypostasis of the divine nature and the human nature. Mm-hmm. And so it's centered on that on yeah. that union. Yeah. And I think that's super fire. And like, yeah, the capacity to have that and then also to have that like like just wild technological mm-hmm. like um I guess openness. Yeah. Right? Uh that view to the cosmos mm-hmm. rather than just this like let's retreat to like, you know, this like earthbound I mean, I don't even want to say the Middle Ages because they were lo- they were looking at the cosmos yeah. in the Middle Ages and the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't earthbound. No, it's us. It's us who are. Yeah, with our. Well, that's and and I think to just to uh, clear up the the Gnostic aspect of it. Yeah, the Gnostics uh, they are very concerned with the spirit, but they are revolted by matter. Yes. they are complete. Like uh, the, all the Gnostic sects that existed in in the world is like actual like in the world gnostic believers yeah uh they didn't have sex they didn't procreate because they didn't want to like yeah. trap a the lot light of them didn't matter a lot of them didn't eat meat yeah like you yeah. want to take in as little you want to breathe in as little air from this world as little matter as you can take into your body yeah you know um and so they all died off uh, they, yeah they didn't exist well or were uh you or know, yeah t- take god yeah crusades done against them but yeah yeah. um but there's like something very interesting about the idea because like in my mind you know uh freeing the spirit from from the corporeal material world is like yeah 
it's like of high value, you know, like. Well, it's been described as like a materialization of the spiritual or and vice versa. Right. Yeah. And it almost, to me, it's like, I feel like Gnosticism is like, is going to be more like in, yes. you know, as people. But like the thing about Gnosticism is it's so, like. So it's, do you think that, do you think that that would take the form of people seeing technological immateriality as like a as like a manifestation of being able to to slip into a purer realm yeah 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 uh, i think that's kind of going to be like the the basis i think of we're, like we're two... i think we're already seeing that i think we're seeing it big time <laughs> <laughs> and it's, i was just yeah. watching trump compilations this morning <laughs> just to entertain myself sorry <laughs> <laughs> we're already seeing it uh, it's tr- it's these are bad people folks yeah these gnostics um <laughs> we're so bad a, at i it. know but the, the escapism in yeah. it is like i think that that something always didn't sit right with me about it yeah i think it's like incredibly interesting and like of, well, it, of the time it, it's 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 a it's a um reactionary um positing against the hedonism of of like whatever like the consumer wagey gooners or whatever yeah they think they're the, the gnostic technologists think that they're more ascetic or something because yeah. they can like have like a like a doper like whatever yeah <laughs> manifestation of it but it's it's still um yeah it's not I think well here like yeah the the thing with I I don't mean to cut you off no I I don't really know how to finish the statement I there's something about like you'll see like like a like a SpaceX you know like that the whole goal of SpaceX is to escape the sphere yeah is to escape God's control right it's to escape the consequences of what we've exactly done exactly yeah and and i would say the cosmist uh turn on that would be you can't yeah uh it's all there like you go to the next you know it's following you it's actually kind of like a like a actually cool version of um of uh what's that called um what's the thing that the guy got like the sam bankman freed Um, oh oh god damn i I, i've already like memory hold that completely yeah uh effective effective altruism altruism. (laughs) yeah yeah no it's well it's it's like uh you know and and this is something that i've brought up about my own view on like alien species and like whenever they'd be like like it's dangerous to like contact these species because they'll have diseases and stuff and like in my mind yeah like or like they'll want to kill us and i'm like in my mind any anyone who has the ability to like uh jump you know from star to star like has no they don't like first of all they would probably have no diseases to be spreading to us yeah um second of all like or they would be able to be like oh shit my bad like here just here's the cure you know yeah um all of their basically any technology that is pointed towards the stars like can't happen unless you have made things right on your world well and and that's that's why that's why it's dope that it's like influenced by like theology because 
it's not this thing of like, well, we've got our God on our planet. Yeah. And then you go elsewhere in the universe and, yeah. and, and it's like a different rule. Um, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's very like interesting to think about, um, space being a, 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 a sphere that's like interpenetrated by. Yeah. 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 Love, love's going to exist no matter where yeah. you go. So dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a very, that's a very interesting prediction. Um, so I, I took a look at this book, the meaning of love by Vladimir Solovyov. Let's see. It's from, it's from, looks like the original translation into English was from 1945 um but Solovyov lived from 1853 to 1900 so hmm. uh must have been written much earlier right yeah 1890s um, maybe yeah there's pr- it probably says somewhere in the introduction when it was published but i don't know but um it's like super it's really it's super dope he starts off basically saying like okay so there's this theory that this like kind of commonplace theory that like the meaning of love is procreation sexual attraction exists in order to make us procreate and then he's like well that's obviously kind of stupid because like fish procreate like you know precipitously like they have like hundreds of eggs and mm-hmm. they, they they're not like sexually attracted to each other yeah in the least and we we're very sexually attracted to each other yeah not you and i personally but it's a fish it's a, uh, yeah <laughs> it's a fish yeah um <laughs> humans are very yeah. sexually attracted to one another but we we only have like one or two offspring at a time so it's like okay well that's clearly stupid second of all okay maybe the universal spirit god whatever it is intervenes by creating strong sexual attraction between two people in order to bring about the progeniture of like historically important people Mm -hmm. okay interesting but like then he examines that and he's like well no that doesn't make any sense because like oftentimes like very strong like love is like unrequited and that results in like suicide yeah and have you finished? No. Okay. No. Never mind. I didn't say anything. Um, a certain book. Yeah. Uh, can end can end tragically, and and even like Romeo and Juliet like ends tragically. Yeah. Uh, and oftentimes, very important people are born of like inconsequential parents. Mm-hmm. You know. So like he's like okay clearly that that doesn't that's like incoherent as a way for like god to be like intervening in in you know our world through through love and specifically through sexual love so then he he goes on and he's basically well like he's like well then like what is the meaning of what is the meaning of love um and uh basically he ends up saying that um, the meaning of love is specifically in the overcoming, overcoming of the ego, 
and he says that um, sexual love is uniquely suited to do this because it has to be it has to be physically equal to the power of our egoism mm. in order for it to be to to actually manifest in the world mm-hmm. and he says that romantic love is specifically the situation where that can happen because um it's this that your your romantic partner is not someone to whom you have an automatic like biological familial tie yeah it's like essentially like a stranger mm-hmm. that you have chosen to regard as like equally significant to yourself mm-hmm. um in this like really profound way and he says that like sexual love is like yeah basically it's like i think it's super dope because he he is a religious guy at least at this point and he's saying that like yeah the meaning of sexual love is not um is not procreation yeah it's actually um it's actually in the very act of overcoming your own your own ego and mm-hmm. like manifesting this um communal communal <clears throat> understanding of the significance of your life Damn. and that's the way that god is intervening in our lives and i thought that was like really cool so i'll just read this really quick quote um The basic falsehood and evil of egoism lie not in this absolute self-consciousness and self-evaluation of the subject. So it's not that he believes that he is automatically better than all people because he says that actually we should believe that we have an absolute value Mm -hmm. as people like that, that we do have some kind of absolute value, that it's not egotistical to think that. But um, so, so the basic falsehood and evil of egoism lie not in that, um, but that, we unjustly refuse to others the same significance. So recognizing himself as a center of life, which as a matter of fact, he is, he relegates others to the circumference of his own being and leaves them only in external and relative value. It is self-evident that in abstract theoretical consciousness, every person who has not lost his senses always admits for others full enjoyment of equal rights with himself. But in his living consciousness, in his innermost feelings and deeds, he asserts an infinite difference and complete incommensurability between himself and others. He himself is everything. They themselves are nothing. And when I was reading this part where he's talking about egoism, I was thinking about Nikolai Berdyaev, who I think is like kind of a close cousin to this type of thought in his book about Dostoevsky, mm-hmm. where he talks about like how in some ways, like Dostoevsky's most like diabolical books like the devils or like um, notes from underground are like his most like inspiring of, of love because one has to like descend to, to the depths of like what is possible in human egoism to like, I guess like realize the, the power of the other side Mm -hmm. of the coin or something like that. Um, But then later he's talking about, what love does he says there's only one power which can from within undermine egoism at the root and really does undermine it namely love and chiefly sexual love the falsehood and evil of egoism consists in the exclusive acknowledgement of absolute significance for oneself and in the denial of it for others reason shows us that that is uh, that this is unfounded and unjust but simply by the facts love directly abrogates such an unjust relation compelling us not by abstract consciousness, 
but by an internal emotion and the will of life to recognize for ourselves the absolute significance of another. Recognizing in love the truth of another, not abstractly, but essentially, transferring indeed the center of our life beyond the limits of our empirical personality, we do so but we by doing so reveal and realize our own real truth, our own absolute significance, which, which consists just in our capacity to transcend the borders of our factual, phenomenal being, in our capacity to live not only in ourselves, but also in another. Damn. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can throw away your bell hooks all about love. This <laughs> is the only book you need. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's a, there's like a, I'm just, I, I, I'm just thinking of the, uh, of the, the Goodreads review I read mm. of this book. That was like a bad review. And it was Love just those. Like, <laughs> it's just like, it is very funny that they like, in the review they were like talking about like outdated like christian like man man woman like procreation stuff and i was like they must not have like gotten through definitely not because no they're like they're just like this is like not like like love can there's like he's saying love can only happen between like two like cisgender you know man and woman like yeah and it definitely seems that that's like not necessarily the case at all no yeah. No, I don't think it, I don't think procreation is chief for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is like pretty radical and even like heretical in like yeah. certain circles. But I think I'll say for me rings pretty true. Mm-hmm. Like I think that the creative act of love. Is, I mean, let's like well, and it's interesting because at certain points in this, he talks about love as the creation of a new human. And what's cool about it is that he doesn't say in those moments whether he's talking about having a child yeah. or whether you yourself are created as a new person. Mm-hmm. And I, f- frankly, I think that it's the same thing. Yes. And that's what's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. You know. Um, it's true. Because the, the, the person you create, the baby, is, is the manifestation of that change in, in the lovers. Yeah. I, ideally. I mean, you know. I mean, you can't, yeah, you can't, like, love somebody without, like, being changed. Yeah. Completely. I, I don't know. I was just thinking it would be dope to to talk about this a little today, because it's, I think this will probably come out Valentine's close Day. to Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's apropos for the way that, like, our lives have shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I don't know, a good, it's just, like, I love reading this stuff where it's, like, yeah, the message is pretty obvious, but it's stated in such a poetic way mm-hmm. that it's like, I needed to hear this. Yeah. You know? No, it's like, it. it is, I'll have to read it. But like, it, it's it like, is... it's like, basically it's like God is love <laughs> shit, you know? But yeah. it's like, yeah. Yeah. No, it is like, and it is like good to be like reminded of that. Yeah. Um. And, and it is like a, it's a funny thing where like, I just feel I do I do f- feel bad. That's I like what you know for like I was going to say like for people who like don't who just like glaze over that. Yeah. You know? Like 
but you really don't need to. I mean like love will affect you regardless that's kind of the yeah but I, I'm I'm honestly like thinking of like my former self that like <laughs> didn't like realize that no me you too know? I mean it's like we've said this so many times but it's like I feel like the message of the last few years is for me has been like all of the shit you thought was like not deep when you were younger is actually the deep stuff. Yeah, no, literally. Yeah. It's like so profound. Yeah. <laughs> and like will change your like interaction with the world and your yeah. ability to handle like everything. Yeah. Yeah. Just like life. Yeah. And like there are, there is like, you know, yeah, it's like there is like meaning to life, like Yeah. <laughs> like which is sick. Yeah. Yeah. Um and it's to it's to spread love. The the and, generate more life that's yeah I don't know. no totally the the last thing i'll say about this is like it's also a really dope rebuttal coming from all over a hundred years ago to the i'll call them the the genetic determinists of the day who you know maybe are incels or have been influenced by incels i don't want to demonize the you know yeah the og incels you know maybe they they had a hard go you know mm -hmm. certainly did some bad you know formulated some bad concepts yeah um but they've been demonized enough you know mm -hmm. um like i think if dostoevsky teaches us anything it's that you know you can't ignore the the people you know individuals like that on the fringes um but it th this this account of the the significance of sexual love is i think really dope um because it it's a rebuttal to the idea that um you know humans are basically these just conscious conscious manifestations of of a brute process of like genetic selection and that the meaning of our lives is to like achieve like looks maxed offspring yeah you know which i think you we've both talked about how that's just a, like such an impoverished and sad yeah like and and i think like um unlivable worldview <laughs> to walk around for right? sure and uh but but attempting one mm -hmm. like because it's so like i mean it's, it's very everywhere. logical and it yeah it seems logical i think i think it's just rational that's that's one of the one of the the brain blasts I had while I was yeah. reading this Cosmos stuff was like, I was like, well, you know, these people are doing these like logical steps of like this, this kind of like, like socialist, yeah. you know, like impulse to like yep. get everyone on the same playing field. But I yep. was like, I was like imagining like this, the Apollonian impulse to like have like, like, to truly control the cosmos Have like order yeah yeah and i was like i was like going like further where i was like imagining people who like beyond like we'll get we'll get there you know we'll we'll have people spread out across the universe yeah but it's like not perfect enough and like like this i was like envisioning this like <laughs> like this like true evil of like of of instead of like the Shit, is the universe really infinite? <clears throat> Probably not. Maybe. If it if it is, I feel like that's like I mean, why wouldn't it be? Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I know. It's <laughs> if it's if it's God. Yeah. Like 
Sorry, that was a side thing, but I'm like thinking about having people spread all over around it. <laughs> yeah, just like it's an infinite process. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, well, like that, all of that, like even even on this, like you can envision this, like uh, like beautiful, artful way that like humanity would like be doing that at yeah. that level. Yeah, you know, like the technological processes would be just like absolute like it would be mind-blowing art but i was like i could imagine someone in that still thinking it's like this like brute process yeah and like their goal they're like we need to like we need to assemble like all matter in the universe into like a like a pure form like right <laughs> i was just like imagining what like a bad person in that time was like you know and like this this where's like the limit of that you know yeah like why don't you just why don't you just, you know, like ground us up into like yeah, into dust like, in, and just yeah, like shoot like, us and yeah, make like a perfect, yeah. make like a perfect object of like all the matter in the universe. And yeah. It's like, like a bean, yeah, like the bean in Chicago. Yeah, exactly. The perfect object. Yeah. We're <laughs> off a bean. <laughs> Assemble all the matter of the universe into a perk. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it's like, uh like what is the the purpose of like you know matter being animate like us being assembled into yeah like, like that to me that, well, that was gets like into this, like biosphere and like new sphere stuff which i sure. think is adjacent to the but, cosmos yeah. stuff right yeah. yeah i was just like having these like very like profound moments of like that's like exactly like life is like it was like i was like i was like logically concluding like mm. you know because you know everyone has their doubts about like meaning and things like that and like this even even when you're in contact with like something you perceive as like spirit so you were what well, you were saying i was having like this point of like if you were just this materialist person everything yeah. is an assemblage of like chemical processes yeah i was like why wouldn't you just like like the end goal of all of that would just just be to assemble the universe into a yeah, a perfect machine. Like and why, order. Why yeah. humans shitting and pissing and you know? Yeah. No, that's crude. Yeah. Get rid of that and just keep getting rid of things that are crude until you have just like a perfect machine of the universe. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's exactly where like, like an act, an individual life comes into play. Like that has meaning because if you imagine the universe is just this perfect machine, like yeah, that's that is just life if you examine it. Right. That is just the pro. You know, if you're aware of the processes of how life takes hold in, like, on the earth, and like how all of these niches are filled, it's like it's already been done. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking about. uh, I was thinking about um, that kind of stuff a little bit the other week because um uh you know a dog that i used to be close with scooby passed away mm-hmm. and i was like we were doing like prayers of petition in my rcia group where yeah. you can like you know let's like pray on behalf of the, and i was like i had to like phrase it as like praying on behalf of like the dog's like owner yeah because i was like ah, like i don't like <laughs> ask for like yeah. prayer for like the soul of the dog yeah because it's like you know technically that's like not mm-hmm. but i'm like you know like it's 
there's got there's some there's some like numa in there you know like in the dog yeah oh for sure like and probably more than that too you know what i mean like it, it it's pretty obvious mm-hmm. and i think there's the i mean i want you to continue but the, i mean that's all i, I feel like to we, say oh, really. I, feel, I feel like we we talked about yeah we might we did talk about it with tyler yeah the the yeah. the soul yeah and like how the the in like the occult view it's like dog yeah. dog is dog but like the interaction the yeah. love of like a person makes the dog like yeah like insoles the dog that's true yeah that's definitely true well and that's i guess that's the significance of like i mean we humans we have we have rationality um in some sense over in order to like give it over you know mm-hmm. like yeah we can do it we can use it to like organize and control or we can use it to like become aware of how that's not you know what we should do and um but yeah yeah what would a what would a world of pure love look like yeah it's pretty i mean that's the thing it's pretty like hard mm-hmm. i feel like i've seen glimpses of it for sure you know i think i mean again i you know i definitely can can envision that in our world yeah um and i think that that's what i mean about like all the images coming up yeah to try to defeat that what's startling is actually how easy it is to imagine yeah if we if you think about it for a second mm-hmm. like imagine people loving each other yeah <laughs> not to be like john lennon or something but like <laughs> really you know it's yeah. not impossible to imagine yeah and i mean there's probably a lot of people who would take me to task and be like well what about this but like i don't know yeah i mean like <laughs> we're all we're asking is for you to imagine all the people <laughs> <laughs> Well, he was trying to say, imagine there's no hell below us and no, there's no hell and no heaven and no religion. That was some crazy stuff he was saying. <laughs> some lathe of heaven shit. Yeah. Imagine we're all gray. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like I also was thinking of this in relation to stuff you were saying at the end of our episode with Sam, um, where we, I read the, the Mark, the, the Antonio Negri quote, and, uh, he was talking about separation from the totality of capital Mm -hmm. and what, like the rooting, rooting oneself in separateness. And you, you had like a, I think like, um, appropriate like response to it, which was like, you were saying, well, yeah, but like, you can't just like separate, like you can't just be an individual. You can't just be alone. And I think that's that today I was reflecting on that. And I think that's an interesting, um, one of the reasons why it's so hard to square those traditions is like Marx thought of the revolution as the negation of the negation. 
Hmm. So it's like capital is this negation of humanity. Yeah. And the revolution is the negation of the negation. And Negri was talking about separating from capital's apparent organic totality, which is in in reality an illusion. Mm -hmm. And, um, And then we have this other this other plane on which we're trying to not be separate. You know, we're not trying to get out of the matrix. We're trying to like plug in, yeah. you know, to the reality of one another. And, uh, I think like making those two moves, um, probably, probably is, it could just be one move, you know? Um, but, like I was think just thinking about how wh- what I'm experiencing with my job or something. It's like um, maybe part of the problem is that it feels it feels like it has to be two moves. It always feels like I'm gonna address the alienation, mm-hmm. and then once I get over that, then I'll have my reality yeah. and my friends and my my like you know manifestation of love, and actually maybe in truth it's just one step and and the one step is to is to you know (laughs) it's like that you know you were talking about that um kind of unveiling yeah you know yeah um taking taking the the messianic like unveiling Mm -hmm. and uh shoot i don't really know I'm I'm trying. We're not in control of that. Is this the, is the thing? No. Yeah. No. I think that that's just I don't know. It's all bouncing around for me. Mhm. It's all bouncing around. Yeah. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of uh what you were saying like why we have rationality. Yeah. And I'm like just I'm connecting it back to in the original episode me like yearning for craft cuz I think yeah. that that's like that's like the craft is like the the it's like rationality imbued with like love mm-hmm. with care yeah yeah it's like yeah it's like you know we're we're both <laughs> i think i think both of us have like a pretty strong like uh like rational side yeah um i think that's like it's like that just like yearning to put it in its place and not have that be like what leads my life yeah is the main thing yeah it clearly has its place but you need to like it's like so instilled that that's like the the prime the prime uh mover in in the the social cultural world that we live in yeah that like and it's been like hijacked by like techniques yeah you know um i don't i mean i don't think i'm not talking about like a pencil or something but like (laughs) yeah when i get home from work i'm like i'm hop i'm hopping on youtube yeah nowadays you know Mm -hmm. it's like damn trump compilation yeah That sounds like that sounds like sickness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean 
he's fun. not that not that i'm not that i'm you know not doing yeah. the same thing i'm just like it's like yeah. spiritual sickness that we'd be diagnosed with that when when you're like quick. when you're like nostalgic for trump like 2016 and t- I, cl- I don't i'm not like a trump <laughs> fan but um you know i was thinking about one of the reasons he was he's so he was so effective um because people have all sorts of reasons you know like yeah he was good at insulting people and people like that i think that's true but i was listening to some of his 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 campaign era talks and he's always emphasizing how stupid we are like he's he'll say we're we're so stupid (laughs) you know iran's got iran's the persians have the great best negotiators in the world and we're we're stupid we can't handle them like you know mexico is killing us because their politicians are smart and we're very stupid and i feel like that that rhetorical gesture is actually very smart to tell people uh, that we're stupid um because i think that that really resonates um it does especially with people who <laughs> interact with yeah. the american political system yeah like, exactly. it's very clear that like yeah politicians are yeah uh, and clearly they may he, be cunning they're not very smart yeah and and of course that's all like you know it's a straw band like having a smarter negotiator is not gonna like make anything better no <laughs> but um i don't know i thought that was because i you know it's like so it's like so funny to like contrast like like what we were talking about like 15 minutes ago yeah just like just like political issues yeah like we need better negotiating yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just like, damn, man. <laughs> the nitty gritty. We need to get sad, better. We need to get better deals. Yeah. yeah. I hate getting down into the nitty gritty. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. That's very true. That was so bleak. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's that's you know that's why I, I'm choosing to focus on the idea of craft. Yeah. It's like I that's like my method of getting into the nitty gritty. Yeah. Putting care into the things I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm for it. I'm for it. We need we we need better negotiators, bro. Yeah. Us personally. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> we need lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, if anyone wants to help us out with like business. Yeah, get us on a business get us on a business plan. Yeah, we should start we should We start, need help with that. Yeah, we should we should just start like uh we should just get like a like a young man from the MVP sauna. Honestly, we should <laughs> just start floating. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, really really could do with some like business. We need to put a business proposal together. Yeah. Yeah. For this <laughs> for this content <laughs> content machine yeah content creation i'm just looking to bring craft content creation <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, i mean it decidedly not i think i think yeah. i think this are, i mean this is like that is what we're doing but just the way i just said that sounds horrible it does yeah <laughs> 
It's funny that people that that breweries breweries claim to be craft craft breweries because mm. it's not. No, I was I was just laughing about uh, the brewery down the street, the co-op. Yeah, you broken know, clock, broken brewery clock. Shout out, we're, you know, we get getting that anchor at boost. Yeah, but I was just like, it's so crazy to me that like. People are like opening like breweries in 2023. I know. 2024. I was just like, imagine like. It's been like 20 years. Proposing straight. that. Yeah. It was like that. Those people have such a supportive group around them. That yeah. You could, so if I propose that in our friend group. We would be laughed out the door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a supportive guys, friend group too. But what do you like? What do you think of a, a brewery? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. It's like how do you how do you get finance like market saturation has to be crazy. How do you yeah. get financing for that? So crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, I know there are five breweries within a mile of apparently us. there's apparently there's at no limit to the demand for breweries. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you Which says a lot. Yeah. Once you get to a certain point you can just Get rid of the brick and mortar and become like Amazon beer. You just yeah, just like Amazon that. beer. <laughs> you just, just deliver a hose to your yeah through just, your front door. Yeah, yeah. Someone someone's working on that right now. Yeah, just like ship like a warehouse with all the beers. I hope that Jack's uh, sci-fi novel is like is like the movie Idiocracy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's just like uh. shitting on how stupid everyone is. <laughs> Oh man, what a, what a, it's so crazy that we watched that together in New York. Oh yeah, we did. <laughs> and how like, how it like kind of did hit. Yeah. Like, you're just like, God damn it, like this, it, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> kind of true. That was a crazy, that was a crazy, it's crazy that that was like almost two years ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like looking at a photo of us, like, yeah, in New York. It's like, oh my god, where does the time go? Yeah, it's kind of scary, dude. By the time this comes out, I'm going to be 30, probably. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Your birthday is like next six days weekend. Yeah, yeah. so that's going to be, you know, that'll be cool. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you have any? Do you have any actually nice hats lined up? I don't know. I'll probably just wear my mushroom hat. Yeah. I think that's like the... Do you want to talk about your trend prediction? My trend prediction? Uh, <laughs> was it cool dudes and... Or dope dope guys. Dope guys in actually nice yeah. hats. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a moment of like earnestness. <laughs> yeah. That was like... And then I you like, look back at it immediately. <laughs> I'm just like, like, oh... <laughs> I was just looking just at dope guys in actually nice hats. I was looking at a guy at one of the things that frustrates me to no end is <laughs> for some reason uh because I get like I like the, like I feel like my most like uh conservative views are like yeah. if you're going to if you're going to be like th- like harken back to like traditions of like wearing a hat out and about like yeah follow the rules like you take your hat off in the restaurant right you know? like that's the thing that like gets me it's like you want to be mr dapper dan yeah you're in a wide don't brand. wear your bowler hat yeah. while you're eating your cheese yeah. yeah disgusting <laughs> 
<laughs> like disrespectful. Yeah. Disgusting. But there was a guy who even the like cowboys a, would have taken them off. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know where to put them, but yeah. just take it out. You know? <laughs> um, but he, there's a guy just wearing like a big old hat of poor quality. Yeah. And I was just like, why can't we just have actually dope guys? You yeah. Know, wearing nice hats, like just yeah. wearing a nice hat. You know. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a, heard I'm a it hat here guy. First. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is that I'm a, I'm a n- non-closeted hat guy. I think I just had to admit it because yeah. I just wear hats a lot. I would wear, I would wear an actually <laughs> nice hat. I think if I had one, and if it was like everyone's becoming like a fedora right now. <laughs> well, it, the thing is, it is it, like, that it genre. Is. That's the thing. That's it is that genre because that, that's what hats used to be. Yeah, people didn't just wear fitteds all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> and I just that's the thing is like you know people into fedoras. I don't get like why they don't realize that there are like actually, they can branch like, out. There are like hats that would flatter them. Yeah. Like make like look really nice on them, right? You know? Nice Stetson or something. Yeah, a nice um, a bully of the planes. Yeah, boss of the planes. Yeah, is that the is that the massive one that that one dandy guy wears the Harlem dandy? It's it's pretty big. Yeah. Um, His was Towns like, posted it in the in the boys chat. It's a precursor to the Stetson, okay. or, or it might even have been made by Stetson. Yeah, yeah. It's like a big old boss of the planes. Yeah, that guy, that that Harlem dandy, I like kind of like renaissance harlem renaissance oh yeah like, that guy like throwback guy yeah he he got himself i don't know if he's like particularly like like a feat and like small and like yeah you know like fairy like build wise but like that hat is Too like proportionately it, yeah it's like yeah. two-fifths of his size yeah and it looks fine on it you know cause, yeah. <laughs> i would love if we had like a true dandy in our midst that would be yeah. really cool yeah what was the name of the the one like like British American like leftist guy? I fr- I like posted him because I was like, this is not going to be us. The guy who like dresses like a dandy, but is he like, contemporary? Yeah, he's like he's like a younger guy, and he's like he's like a, he runs like a socialist like is uh-huh. it socialist? Or it's like it's like a like a publication, and then he like fired all his people for trying to make a, a union or something like that. Oh, I don't know. He's, I don't know. He's I like he's like a guy who would like you'd like yeah. see him uh like some I don't know, but he's like he he wears like like suits with like big old like like cravats and shit like like he wears like yeah, it's like dandy socialism. Yeah. It's like a very funny like like whack thing. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah. But it would be yeah, if like, you know, if like just someone like turned up and became a dandy. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Eamon could do it. Yeah, Eamon could pull it off. Especially because he's in Bogota. And, like, no or Sam. Oh my God. Can you imagine? I can. The power. Now that I do. Yeah. We just need to. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to take the step. You need to find yourself a nice suit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Imagining him in like a nice, and he's he's very svelte too, so it would be like, oh yeah, it'd be nice uh, tailored. We need to get him linked in with that like borderline like um, borderline that borderline that, like that. pervert guy. Yeah, yeah. What's that guy's name? <laughs> We're really failing on the what that what's that guy's name? Well, no one yeah, yeah, really no. knows that guy's name. No, you know. Yeah, he's just like the a, suit guy yeah, who's like I've Hong got Kong. a I've got a Chinese boy wrapped <laughs> up in. 
<laughs> yeah, my 4D fit. And he's yeah. Like massaging their like ass. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I just eat you up. Yeah. That one, that one that I sent. I don't know if you saw the the guy who like he's defected to China. Yeah, I saw that. That one, one was like heinous. Yeah. <laughs> he's like like licking him. Yeah. But yeah, no, we need you know. It seems I feel tailors are coming back. It seems you know. Yeah. It's crazy. You ever get a you ever get a pair of pants taken in? No, I've oh. never had an adjustment. Maybe. Oh man, yeah, it, it's crazy. It, it's like a whole new pair of pants. It's like yeah. nice fit. Yeah, that's dope. I can I can recommend that. That's in just like getting get your favorite pair of pants that doesn't quite fit tailored. Mm-hmm. Okay, it'll make you feel good about yourself. I Let's think. go. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. We're just we're just uplifting uplifting our our body image. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um dope. Yeah, I feel like we're I feel like we're winding down, but I feel I feel pretty good about yeah. the heights we reached. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. That feels like a that felt like a real episode for the first time in a <laughs> long time. <laughs> Which is crazy. We just, we, <laughs> we just need to come back to come back to love. Yeah. We like talking about that as a topic, so that's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's good that it's around Valentine's Day. Yeah. I forgot to bring this up, but we are we are in a large sphere change too. Pluto just entered Aquarius again. Oh really? And then it's gonna go back into Capricorn and whatever for a couple months and then it's going to go back for like 20 years into Pluto and Aquarius. How long is it? You said it just entered Aquarius? Yeah. How long is it there for? So it's going to be there and then it's going to go for like for like four or five months and then it's mm-hmm. going to retrograde back into Capricorn. Yeah. And then it's going to go back into Aquarius for about 20 years. And what does Pluto govern? So Pluto's like, it's going to be like... Uh, real it's, it's so real slow. backdoor like, skeezy stuff yeah it's, well, it's 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 just like it's it's like a major generational like influence yeah that makes sense because it's so far it's like yeah, yeah but it's like plumbing the depths you yeah know, it'll like cause us to and aquarius is a pretty is a pretty um transformative yeah revolutionary state right yeah yeah the last time it's it's basically like capricorn's like the highest level of like yeah on earth like materialization organization yeah that's why a lot of like really crazy like privacy things you know governments like everything like ratcheted up into like this really crazy Mm. tone the last 20 years or so um interesting aquarius usually that's a huge relief if we're gonna i i think we need to have another 1970s moment personally well last time pluto was in aquarius was during like yeah the middle of the American Revolution through the French Revolution. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was an interesting time. Yeah. Um, Late 1700s. Yeah. Uh, cool. But you guys got to remember that um, Christ governs the spheres yeah. for half of the year. Yeah. And you don't know when exactly. So. Yeah. It, maybe it's evenly divided. He's like breaking the spheres ankles. Yeah. He's crossing them up th- thrice left in in the in the what are they the called again the 
the governors of the different spheres. Archons. The archons, yeah. yeah. So so, you know, it's half you know, half half fate, half love. You gotta mm-hmm. remember that. So Yep. He opened the, the door yeah. to our, you know, our ability to Yeah. To actually manifest, manifest, intervene in our lives. Yeah. But that's kind of the opening that hopefully hopefully we'll get, you know, a little bit of breathing room with Pluto and Aquarius. Yeah. That sounds great. But always remember there's two sides to that coin. Yeah. Ronald Reagan, Dick Cheney. Right. Aquarius, you know. They're they're Aquarians. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. But groovy guys. Groovy as guys. it were. Yeah. yeah. Definitely probably swingers. Definitely, yeah. Uh, all right. All well, right. Well, uh, happy, happy Valentine's Day. Day. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Synchronized. But yeah. Love you, bro. Love you too. Well, uh, glad, glad this went as it did. Yeah. We'll, we'll catch you guys next time for maybe a, a guest interview or something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Peace. Свободную любовь Ты родной ног Ты родной ног